Welcome to the Colors of Relationships podcast. I'm your host, Cedric Weatherspoon, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Dr. Asia King, licensed professional clinical counselor. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? This is Dr. Asia King. And I already know we already said our introductions, but I like to say it again. Yeah, I like to say hello to hi everyone. Right. I'm glad to be back with you this week. Yeah. yeah. A week after or oh yeah, a week after the elections. Yes. So mm-hmm. But um so there's a lot of buzz around <laughs> the madness of um what happened. So Biden won. It hasn't been officially declared, but it's like unofficially declared. It's three oh six to I think like two thirteen or something like that. Right. I mean he's he's way ahead. He's way ahead. But Trump being the gracious um loser he is, is really taking the high road on this one. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, he's not saying very much. I mean, he's just kind of letting his people talk to the side. He, I don't think he's saying it's a it's a hoax, and I don't think anybody really listening to that, you know. And it's like, okay, you're done, so, and we're done too. Right. So we're not going to put you on TV. We're not going to ask for an interview. We're not going to talk to your staffers. We're not going to get into all of this mess. We're just going to go away. It's it's funny because. Um, they're saying that he is telling all of the um, the federal government like positions and stuff to still like follow like you know the 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 stuff that he's laid out like pretty much just I know what you heard but it's business as usual <laughs> proceed as necessary. Yes, he, he the thing is is not that it's business as usual. It's not business as usual. He's creating new policies and plans as mm-hmm. if he's going to be in power next year. And oh, yeah. that's not, I don't think that's going to happen for him. You know, yeah. and that, it's a part of me, you know, just to see the pictures that they have of him and see him all kind of seem like he's defeated and, and demoralized. Part of me is like, man, you know, must be tough. I mean, wah, wah, wah. There goes the baby. It must be the biggest statistic that stuck out to me, and, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about this is ninety eight percent of black women voted for Biden, and only eighty percent of black men, eighty percent of black men voted for uh, Biden. I thought that was a very interesting statistic. I thought that you know the men. Uh, it would be, be a more unified number. So it'd be close, like it would be 98 men, 98% men and women voted mm-hmm. for Biden, but it didn't, it didn't turn out that way. And that's an interesting statistic. You know, um, I actually talked to um, one of my um, classmates from high school. And even though he voted for Biden, he did say that, he he liked the policies of Trump. He just didn't like Trump's attitude and the way he went about the policies. But he said he 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 agreed with like um he was happy that they pulled out the NAFTA deal. 
You know, I'm not really clear on the NAFTA deal. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you are, but, you know, he, he was, you know, and I didn't, I guess I didn't realize how conservative my classmate was. You know, we're talking about not to say people from Birmingham, Alabama, black folks from Birmingham, Alabama can't be conservative, but, right. you know, but he, he really did agree with a lot of the policies that Trump had created. And I, and I really I asked him because he he said that he um, you know if it wasn't for his attitude and the way he just kind of did things he would have voted for him again. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I mean, I think a lot of people is very people who vote for him is very specific about what they need, and that's the problem that I have. It's like yeah, I you know if you cut tax taxes. You know, for small businesses, yeah, that could benefit me. But what about all the other people that need the help and that's going to need tax dollars to be able to make these programs run and all these other things? This is not the universe, uh, the United States of me. It's the United States of America. So everybody should be able to get, you know, they may not get what they want, but they should get what they need. Right. You know, so that's what I have in the healthcare, his healthcare policy, trying to undermine the Affordable Health Care Act, you know, like life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. What about that? You know, why mm-hmm. can't why can't that be like a core value? Why does it have to be like, oh, we're going to have everybody got to have these crazy insurance policies instead of having one universal health care? What's what's wrong with that? Right. Right, right. You know, um, I'm sitting up here looking at the, um, what's this, NBC News, and they are saying that Black men shift slightly towards Trump. And I just really, I I would really want, I would really like for us to um, connect with somebody, a minority, especially, to see what is the appeal? What is the appeal about, you know, Trump's um mantra of make America great again. You know, how how did you feel like that resonated with you? You know, make America great again. When was it ever great for us? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean I, 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 I would say like he sells the job thing. You mm. know, we can make the economy better. Everybody wants money in their pocket. Everybody want to get paid. You know, so he's playing into this role that everybody wants job. Nobody want to be broke. Everybody want to take care of their family. And no, and if you paint a picture that if we kind of isolate and take care of America and not worry about these other global things that are going on, then yeah, you know, you can have more jobs because there's less competition. That's his philosophy. That's what he's selling. But yeah. in reality. You know, it's expensive to, expensive to hire people over here. You know, like in, if you ship those jobs overseas, you can cut your costs. So in reality, can he really create job and, and convince these corporations to stay unless he give them a huge tax break at the expense of who? Us. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are misinformed. You know, they look at one thing, they pay attention to one thing, or they'll listen to a rapper and say, okay, Trump gonna, like this platinum plan thing, 
Ice Cube had forward and everybody, Lil Wayne got behind and saying like, yeah, we're down with the platinum plan, but they don't realize that, you know, it's a plan already in place. So far as giving back to communities and, and being able to build industries within the black community, but they haven't done enough research and figured out like someone is already doing what you're trying to do. And the president can't necessarily approve a budget like that. Congress does that. So So, it says here over half of black men, 52 percent, who identified as ideologic, ideology, conservative, cast a vote for the president. And one in three black men living in the Midwest also voted for him. Um, there was an unusual relationship between education and how black men voted this year. About 26% of black men who had a high school diploma or less supported Trump. So when you think about that demographic, that is your blue collar, mine, you know, uh, possibly lower wage, income driven. Like you mm-hmm. said, the population that he really targeted, the people who, you know, we're going to keep, um, you know, the car building, you know, the, the car manufacturing businesses here. We're going to keep those uh, uh, warehouse jobs here. We're going to keep the manufacturing jobs here instead of sending them off to Mexico or sending them off to uh, China. I just had a... Um, uh, an associate of mine say that his job is about to end in the next four months um, or six months. Uh, they are transitioning the whole plant to Mexico in wow. six months. So in six months, they're going to be out of work. He didn't seem too bothered about it because, you know, he has a he's a machinist, so he can go anywhere to be a machinist. But you know, he was basically describing that, you know, he understands what it is. Instead of paying him $30, you can pay somebody in, in Mexico only 2% of that, 5 10% of that, you know what I'm saying? And still meet your bottom line. Yeah. So, you know, it, it said it, the article contains the states that um, but 22 percent of black men with bachelor's degrees and 20 percent of black men with advanced degrees also supported him. So that's your middle wage income, you know, individuals, yeah. you know, um, you know, white collar individuals, entry level positions, maybe so. But. The last sentence says black men with some college ed- education broke for Biden at levels comparable to those of black women with okay. some college education. So really, it looks like, you know, Trump really appealed to men. But if I'm not mistaken, they said that Trump's support among white men went down. Yes, 5%. That is interesting. What is that? Well, I mean, it's, it shows how divided we are as a country. I mean, and at the end of the day, we're going to go, we're going to move forward and we're going to, we're going to come out better. I mean, you, we know as therapists, you know, it's, it's calm before the storm. Change is hard, you know, and sometimes drastic things have to happen for people to change. And yes, this, 
this is the beginning of the journey of change because this newer generation is not going for all that other shenanigans that we used to go for. It's just like our parents' generation put up with a whole lot that we didn't put up with. And Mm -hmm. so this next generation, I can see, you know, the way they look at work, their workforce and everything, how, you know, like staying at home, working from home, that can be the norm. Right. You know, think about walking around like in your 50s or so, I mean, uh, maybe your 60s, <laughs> since one of us uh, already didn't hit that range. But uh, <laughs> but you could see how that could be the norm and just how people interact in social stuff. It's going to be a lot of changes and we just need to prepare for it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm I am so excited about by I'm not. I am more excited about his vice president pick, Kamala Harris, more than I'm, but he, he did, that was, I really feel like that is his atonement Mm -hmm. for that stuff he did back then. They even did a a piece on NPR about uh, how he did not take into account Anita Baker's not Anita Baker, Anita Hills. Um, <laughs> Anita, Anita Baker. Baker is a singer. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Anita Hills' testimony against Clarence Thomas, you know, and even, you know, really, I mean, if we think about it now, he was not part of that Me Too, but there wasn't a Me Too. You know, Anita Hill had a lot of courage to come out against Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And he he said in a later interview that he talked to Anita, you know, and um, Anita said, you know, I just wish in so many words, I wish you had pushed harder for me. You know, I, I know you're saying you're sorry now, but sorry didn't help me then when I had to do all that. And this monster is sitting at, at the head of the country and nobody listened to me. So, wow. you know, so I really feel like this is atonement for that, you know, for all the legal practices he's ever had against black folks for everything. So what's the best thing to do? I'll give y'all another black gift. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how to dance. <laughs> I, I really, I really think he won't run for a second term. I think he'll let her have it. I think he'll, you know, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think he, I definitely feel like he's positioning her to become president. Yeah, I think she would be a great president. Mm-hmm. I, the one thing I liked about, you know, Barack, and I hope she can pick up on this vibe, is Barack found like a middle ground. He had a lot of people who were ultra conservative who did not like him at all. But he also had was able to pull in moderate conservatives, moderate uh, Republicans to make it, you know, come meet him in the middle of the aisle. And that's just, I think, hopefully she can pick up that playbook and be able to kind of balance things out because that's what it's all about. Although I would love to get everything I got on my little wish list, but, you know, in reality, you know, I may or may not get it. But I'm okay with people getting what they need and people are able to live healthy and happy in their lives. That's what I'm, I'm about. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm pushing for anybody who can do that. 
after giving what we've been through, I can take. I need to take what I can get. I can take what I can get at this point. My only wish list request is those damn student loans. If they put Elizabeth Warren up, I promise you. Now, Biden's wife is a, what, teacher? Yep. So she get it. She get it. Melania didn't get it. But his wife, Dr. Biden, she gets it. Y'all put Elizabeth, it. you put Elizabeth Warren in, in DeVos's place, I want all my student loan wiped out. You know, <laughs> I earned it. <laughs> I, I mean, think about it. It makes no sense. You want us to go to college so that we can have advanced degrees, so that we can live advanced lives, so that we don't have to be on Section 8. <laughs> yep. But yet, you make me pay out the wazoo to be a productive citizen of this society, which won't ever really cover. The, the loans that I took out so I won't have to be on these social programs. Yeah. I mean, to it make, takes, a, it, it takes more, it takes more than a gr- degree to make uh, a degree work. Right. It, it takes the, the business side of things. And I, I see it more because I'm in a doctoral program now. So I'm seeing more of a part of that program is business. You have to know how to market yourself. They teach you how to do all the marketing and um, leader leadership development, so they prepare you to make that doctorate uh, productive. Right. And so I I really appreciate that. I don't, I don't know what your experience was like, but my experience is pretty pretty sharp. You know, like some of the stuff that I've gotten from my doctoral program, it it helped me to like re- generate revenue while I'm going through the process. Where if I wouldn't have went through that program, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going, oh. Yeah, you got to pay the piper. So it it really doesn't matter. You know, the thing is that that at the end of your educational experience, you're tapped with a bill. Some people say look at it as an investment in yourself. That's and that's all well and good. But But a hundred and something thousand dollar investment in yourself. Hmm. I can I take mean, that. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is that I can invest in myself, but I also need the opportunities to to make it back. You know, because that that's a that's a that's like a credit card. You need a credit card to build credit, right? Right. So, okay, I need a credit card to build credit, but if I'm sitting up here stacking up, you know, my cost, and I can't even pay it down in order to buy the house or in order to even buy the couch, what's the point? Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, you know, what whatever program you're in, if you're still stuck with the bill, you in it like the rest of us, homie. Getting yep. stirred up. Absolutely. Hopefully so, I pay my bills on time. No, hey, just, hey, you pay I will. Them bills, be the day you die, they're going to sit there, Sally May going to be right there at your funeral talking about something. Thank you for your automatic deposit into your uh, investment. <laughs> Have a good Let's take this life. little piece out. Peace out. Be Peace good. Out. So yeah, but I'm I'm happy with the results. I'm excited for the country. I hope I, I really hope. 
I have a feeling Trump's in there like drawing penises on people's faces and stuff like that. Mustaches <laughs> on Abe Lincoln. He 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 hiding fish in the um in the air conditioner and air air ducts and stuff. You know. Well, most people think like, okay, you guys are relationship people. Why are you talking about politics? And I thought really hard. Somebody asked me about that the other day. And I said, you know what? We all, we focus on relationships with people, places and things and politicians. You know, we have to, we have relationship with them, whether we like it or not. We have to kind of hang out with them. So it's important that I feel like people are informed and make informed decisions, not based on just like your own needs. It's easy to say, oh, I just want my needs to get met and I'm good and I'll vote for you. But you have to think, I think people need to start thinking more about, like um, Mr. Make said, the us. Mm-hmm. How can we get to the point where we're more concerned about us than more than the individual? You can make your money. But your greater vision should be about the betterment of the whole country. These roads don't 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 make themselves. They generate. They they're made by us. We pay the taxes. We do everything to make this work. So it is a us thing. So I don't see what's the big deal with thinking that way. I mean, how is it not about us? You know, everything the government does is for us allegedly. The economy, I mean, it ain't, I mean, yeah, hypothetically, it ain't for them. It's supposed to be about us. It's the whole, mm-hmm. the whole fight is how can we make the country great, you know? And the country is made of you, me, them, us, we. So there's a relationship in everything that we do. And we're not, we're not in these silos and we're not separated from everything and anything. Everything is connected. If you don't have enough jobs, you'll have increased property, I mean, poverty. And with increased poverty, you have more social services. And even with more social services, you'll have more, you know, uh, 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 ways in which you have to figure out how to take care of people. I mean, it all connects. So it's all a relationship. So what's what's our takeaway, Seth? So our takeaway is, for me, it's all about the us. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're in a different, uh, hopefully we're in a different era right now, and we're still going through change, uh, changes, but it's important that we focus on us. Quit being, like <laughs> my mom used to say, quit being so damn selfish. You know, think about other people, because other people matter too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, and the reality is, and although I would love to believe that I'll get everything that I want, but with politics, nobody necessarily get everything that they want. It's going to always be someone that says, I wish I had more. I wish you could have gave me more. So right. let, let's make a switch. Yeah. My takeaway is, you know, this is a brand new day, a brand new time and a brand new era. And we have a chance to make it great. We have a chance to do something different. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And we have to stop feeling like we have to gather all the resources for ourselves and like there's not enough. There's enough for everybody. They try to make it feel like you're going to lose, but you're not going to lose. Being a black woman in this country, I can say I'm doing fairly well. But 
that didn't come with me believing that, you know, it was given to me. It was believing that th as long as there is a will, there's always a way. So if we would just get out of the framework of being scared of thinking that people are going to take our jobs and there's not enough and, you know, there's always enough. All your needs will be met. So let's unify. Let's get together. Let's put the BS aside because at, at the end of the day, we all end up in the same place, looking face up and transitioning out. So get it together. <laughs> That's my takeaway. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's it's good to close this part out. We we have some exciting guests that that that's coming up, and I hopefully you checked into our last episode with Miss um, Nezzle from uh, Grenada, and we're still we're still working on our merch store, um, yeah. but we got we're we're working on a package that you guys can step in and support us in any way that you can and just you know listening by you listening to our uh podcast that's supporting us enough because we know that we're touching people and we're you know being able to help people think differently about relationships so uh continue to hang out with us um check out those other episodes that we recorded we're getting sharper and sharper as we go along yeah, um, yeah. so i'm looking forward to just like growing this podcast but we have to start looking at how to make this thing work long term because mm -hmm. dr ages just said student loans are real they are real <laughs> and they're waiting for me at the end of the month <laughs> all right y'all y'all go out be great be great to each other and most importantly be well be well all right peace be sure to find our podcast Colors of Relationships on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to also follow us on Facebook at Colors of Relationships and on Twitter, join the conversation at The C-O-R Podcast.